0: Welcome to Community Echoes on ninety-three point one CFISFM.
1: I am your host Wayne Hughes. I have Reg with me, and I have um, uh,
2: Jimmy here. Okay. Jimmy May on the board.
1: Jimmy May on the board. We were expecting somebody. Actor,
2: but, actor uh, extraordinaire, Jimmy May. Is
1: he? Is he extraordinaire? Or just uh, ordinaire? Uh, right now, it's ordinaire. Extraordinaire takes time. That's right. <laughs> ordinaire.
2: After anyway, ordinaire.
1: As I was saying, we, we have a guest scheduled, but um, um, they have not arrived. Tim Gucci
2: so. was supposed to come by, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe she'll a little she late or whatever.
1: Fair enough. And in the event that she does show up, we will, we will co- yeah. join yeah. in uh, as soon as we can. For the time being, maybe you were t- off air. You were talking about well the Connor. Hang report. on, let's, now that, let's, that let's
2: preface with the way this developed. I've been thinking, I've been talking a while that uh, there's a lot of well-known Connors in the NHL. Yes. Uh, and on Saturday, we started selling at the Q3 Community Market our bingo tickets. Yes, bingo. Mm-hmm. So we got uh, you can come down and get your tickets for our Tuesday night bingo. First one coming up tomorrow. By the way and uh, and you can come by just during the week, and we sell them as well. Monday through Friday, 8.30 to five, and the market is open 8.30 to two on Saturdays. Uh, anyway, so I'm sitting there, and it was pretty quiet this weekend at the market, as it generally is uh, through January, February, it starts to pick up more in the spring, right? Probably most retail places. So I'm sitting there, and I thought, you know what? Let's generate the Connor report that I've always thought we should have. So I went to NHL.com. Now, these are only the players in the NHL that are listed as active at NHL.com. I searched for the name Connor with two N's. 17 players with the first name Connor in the NHL with two N's. Now, I knew there were some that had only one N, and sure enough, there's four with only one N. (laughs) And then we've got last names as well. There's uh, Kyle Connor uh, o- and Kenny Connors. And then there's two O'Connors. So a total of 25 NHL players with the name Connor.
1: Lots of Connors. Oh, so, well, look, a Connor. Uh
2: Your guest has shown up, so I'm going to vacate the seat. <laughs> All
1: alive. right. Yes, Kim has arrived.
3: Hello. 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 Howdy. Hello. Hello. Hello.
1: I don't, I'm not sure that we've met. I don't think we have. No, I'm Wayne.
3: Hi, Wayne. Hi. Nice You're Kim? Me. I'm Kim. Nice okay, to meet Kim. you. Okay, Kim.
1: Now, um, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself first before you tell, about, tell us what you do. Uh, n- native of Prince George.
3: Yeah, I am. My name is Kim Gucci, and I am a member of the Tene First Nation. I was born and raised here in prince george and i am also sequetmo and cree okay. and uh, a lot of european ancestry in me as well all right and yeah i moved back about nine years ago to be with my mom i've raised my my four kids I have 10 grandkids and and i'm just um yeah glad to be here sounds like you have a very rich ancestry i do I do. I have a lot of ancestors. Like, even me right now, you just saw me, but I brought this entourage with me. Have you? I, uh, yeah. Do we have enough chairs? They're still. have They're still coming
1: in. Yes, I don't <laughs> think we have enough chairs. Um, now, are, are, you, are you actively practicing um, your traditions, your culture?
3: Absolutely. Right? That uh. actually has become a very just a way of being for me now and mm -hmm. and it's it's really what's connected me to my culture and to this journey of reclamation of language and history is um my music and my art right i'm a visual artist and i'm also a musician singer songwriter and i'm a budding playwright so i'm i've just been really digging deep. Actually, just yesterday I was at my aunt's place and we were doing the ancestry dot com thing and looking back and just seeing that lineage of the those indigenous roots and how far back they go here and right. Yeah, they. I can go back five generations, maybe even further. We're still discovering of of Clayley roots.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. and that's just Clayley. That's just Clayley as well. Exactly.
3: So that's pretty rich. Yeah, it is. And it's so it's really it's been fascinating, really fascinating because as a child I didn't even think about identity. It was the furthest thing from my mind. And then as an adult and because of the various um things that I've done as, as an artist and especially in the early two thousands I attended a program in Penticton called the Nokin Center or oh. uh, the place was called the Analkin Center. The program was called the National Indigenous Professional Artist Training Program. And it was, it was everything from filmmaking to theater to marketing to traditional arts. And it was just a really good balance. And, right. and it taught you to draw from point of origin. So who are you? Where do you come from? Who's your family? Who's your grandparents? <coughs> what are their stories? What is the history? And so, that was my deep dive, and I've never looked back. So it's it's been going it's been going on for 20 years that I've been on this path.
1: Uh, you know, and I think that's wonderful. I, I in a past life I worked with a lot of uh, indigenous men that were going through the justice system, and one of the issues was they were not in touch with their culture. They 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 didn't have any exposure to it when they were young for mm-hmm. a number of different reasons, mm-hmm. and and so they actually they discovered a lot of it while in, incarcerated. Absolutely. And, but, but that's, you know, that was, that's only, a, that was only kind of a, the peak of it. I mean, and oftentimes the elders in the, the federal institutions were Cree, and there's nothing wrong with that, but the individuals were coming from northern B.C., and they were bringing back traditions that weren't necessarily from the north.
3: Mm-hmm. So that, that actually is very common. Yes. And, you know, even though, like, when I was in the Okanagan, that's the Silkh people the Okanagan people, and the Naukan Center is also um, a language revitalization like hub of the Okanagan, and they deliver a lot of of the Innsuqshin language program there. <coughs> and there's me um, being Cree, Secwepemc, and Plateley, and picking up some of their words, you know. And <coughs> but what it did was it—I never ever adopted their language and their customs and their protocols because that's theirs of course you cannot paint the whole of native america with the same paintbrush like even protocols change from from platelet to nicozli the language has different dialects from platelet to Nicosley. like it's you people i think Misinterpret that a lot, definitely, and yep. and then there's a lot of like cultural appropriation even within our own, sure, um, Native America,
1: definitely, and no, I wa- and I wasn't criticizing the institutions because a lot of times even though maybe it was wasn't particularly their home culture, it got them on that path exactly, and when they came back, they searched out elders, they mm-hmm. searched for their their culture, and they started to identify. Mm-hmm. And so for me that, that was that was wonderful that That's they powerful. had that opportunity to do that.
3: I have a similar story. Oh. I was I connected to my like a spiritual practice, uh cultural practice through the Blackfoot okay. through the Blackfoot people was through Sundance. Right. And through the sweat lodge. And prior to that I was just flailing because I was still trying to figure out who I was. Sure. Because I was raised, you know, in a home with, uh, where Catholic, like, uh, and did my, my grandmother, my Atsu, Lizette Seymour, spoke barely any English, was um, fluent in the old Clately dialect, and but because of the residential school, because of the, um, just colonialism, was taught that if you don't go to church that you'll burn definitely and so she hung on to that fear and she was blind so that was just became her her anchor was was um the church and prayer and so she would say the the rosaries and the prayers in dakas and that was that was her whole life but she i remember as a teenager her saying to me when we wouldn't go to like midnight mass or whatever she'd say you'll see, you'll burn. And those were very few English words she had, oh. but I'll never forget those ones. Oh and, uh, and so, you know, I grew up with that fear. And, and then later in life, when I was introduced to my, you know, Cree roots and, and became immersed in that side of, of my ancestry through the connection through Moberly Lake... Oh. And I started to learn the language. I started to learn the traditions, the protocols, and whatnot. And then I started to discover who I am from that cultural perspective. And and then adopted um, the sweat lodge ceremony into my life, which is something that I can honestly say has been my foundation, was through learning that cultural practice i have not touched alcohol or drugs in over 25 years because i wanted so much to just be in that that state of like you know when you're when you go to to sweat lodge and and that adopt that way of life you're you're shedding everything right you're basically going back to the mo your your essence your authentic essence and that's that's something that I just strive for and and um yeah it wasn't easy of course <coughs> but um it was something that I also adopted just so that my children had uh, more of a a role model of how to be in the world because right. what they had witnessed throughout their life was a lot of you know witnessing me in domestic violent relationships and witnessing me struggling with, you know, they didn't really witness me struggle with addictions because I never really had addictions. I was just medicating myself. Right. um, Which is often what people do. So, wow, I'm just telling you everything today. Um, That's okay.
1: That's nice. Yeah. Hey, world, this is me. Yes. Well, and that is who you are. I mean, we all come from um areas or things that aren't necessarily uh, the healthiest or aren't necessarily the most uh, growth or productive, but we those are the challenges we find and that we overcome. I was going to ask you whether you'd, you you learned the language or, or learned some indigenous languages, because I understand how that is the core of culture.
3: Well, culture, land, land and language are intertwined. And when you are immersed in it, like when I was immersed in the Cree culture in Moberly Lake and I was, I, I listened to the stories, I listened to the language I lived on the land you know, was the hunter-gatherer way of living and got very familiar with it, I mean that's 25 years ago now um, We're hating ourselves I really am, <laughs> I really am, I'm sitting here all grey and just frail, just kidding Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's not the case <laughs> And and so it, uh, I learned a lot. And then, but that was like my Cree side, right? My my dad's, my paternal side okay, is the Cree. But my dad's also, my dad's dad is Cree, was Cree. My dad's mom is the Claytley connection. Okay, And so uh, moving here back in 2015 during the Canada Winter Games, I felt like it was a big homecoming. It was fabulous to see our communities come together in that way as, as Claytely became the first host First Nation in the history of the Canada Winter Games Yes. and I became a part of that and was able to um, get on some stages around the city and share my music and just sort of reconnect that way it was pretty spectacular and, and I've just managed to be able to, to stay here and be with my mom and whatnot. so that's put me in Claytely Claytely to Nakeo in this territory, in this land, okay. which is uh, also opened up the doors for me to learn some of the language here, so I have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Not so much machine because I wasn't. I spent my summers in Chase Kamloops area, but none of my family spoke the language, yeah. and so um, I ended up um, connecting with. An elder language speaker there because if we rewind just a little bit in something you probably don't know about me right now and it's it's interesting that you ask about if i'm learning the language because i received a canada council grant to record a children's album in my ancestral language. oh that's awesome and it's been mastered we're just tweaking a couple things right now we're working i'm working with publicists i'm working with managers I'm working with some artists right now and we're building the CD jacket and all of that promotional stuff and um, we're looking at a release in May. Wow. Yeah. And so I've taken some Klaetli Dakas dialect. I've taken some Sequatmokushin, which is the Shushwap dialect, which is where my mother is from. We're working on getting her status right now. She's 80 years old. Wow. And... N- never realized she could get her status and all of a sudden my first cousin who I connected with recently said he got a status card and we're like wait a minute if you can get your status that means my mom yeah is entitled to status I, you know and I think
1: the rules for that changed that's uh, how he got it yeah
3: but we I didn't weren't really paying attention to that but anyways so that's Which pretty y- exciting
1: y- and y- y- you can appreciate the irony of of uh, of uh, the government changing rules to determine who's indigenous
3: they just don't want <laughs> to have to identify and add more people you you know if you look I back in history they're trying to it was a genocide exactly and well that's
1: why i say I, I don't think the government really has that authority to do that it ought to be first nations uh, groups that determine if i was on facebook, facebook right now
3: and we were talking <laughs> about this i'd have my facebook account shut down uh, oh <laughs> You're not allowed to talk like this on Facebook. Oh, but well, we're you're not allowed on Facebook. Talk, no, you're
1: allowed to talk about it on the radio. Well, it's, it's, just, the fu- it's just the truth. It is the I truth. I mean, and, and you know, I, I think a lot of Canadians uh, don't appreciate, um, or may appreciate isn't the right word, but don't understand that the truth is the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, that uh, there are some absolutely horrible things happen to Indigenous people, and the Canadian government's responsible for it. And, and that's the end this, of the story, story.
3: That is absolutely right. Thank you for saying that. And this is the time of truth telling. And I'm not afraid to tell the truth. You know, exactly. there's a lot of residential school survivors that have been telling their truths for decades and they weren't believed until those 215 graves were discovered. And then Canada's eyes were slammed open.
1: Yeah, the shroud has been lifted. There's yeah. no, you know, it's, it's, it's just a fact. And if you feel uncomfortable about it, or you feel ashamed, or you feel embarrassed, well, you should. I mean, I, I didn't do it, but I I don't feel comfortable, and I feel very ashamed of my government for even participating in that. It's 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 on the level. That's yeah, hard any one. Other, Yeah, it's on the level of any other um, Holocaust or or genocide in in the world. So you're just going to have to buck up and accept it and move forward and get through this truth and reconciliation. And mm-hmm. I, and I, I'm I love the fact that, um, for example, the the you going and and. Exploring radio and television, whatnot, doing those workshops. We have uh, here with Pigneta. We have some indigenous kids here. That's how I got here. It was Sierra. Yes, learning radio and and having that opportunity now to get the tools to share their voice. Mm -hmm. I did the
3: same when I when I was just a young person. I was believe I was nineteen. It was nineteen eighty five. Whoa, I'm dating myself. I just told everybody how old I was. (gasps) <gasps> well, Did she you was hear that? She was three. I was three years old when I went to radio broadcast. <laughs> That's training. right. Anyways, um, I went to Northern... I was one of the first students on the pilot project for Northern Native Broadcast Training in ter- Terrace, B.C. I went from working in the bush here at 18 years old. So, yeah, I was 18. And I was driving the crummy, picking up the crew, and we would head <laughs> out to Myworth, and we were, like, doing some um, silviculture, slashing. I was running... P- Saws and such, which I didn't like I was scared of them oh, but yeah. um but that was me, and then I saw this posting for they were looking for some students for this new radio, and I've always been interested in radio. I've always been interested in television. I remember as a young kid in I was think I was about fourteen or fifteen, and I applied to to do some training at um cable Ten way back in the day. oh wow, and um, yeah, I remember being in the mall and um interviewing a a glass blower (laughs) yeah like i've just i've had it in me forever well i'm going to explore a
1: little bit more of that we're just going to go to a quick break and we'll be back with kim gucci
0: community radio cfis fm needs your support while our station is run predominantly by volunteers money is always needed to keep the monthly bills paid as well as for the production of new local programming memberships donations corporate sponsorships and advertisers all help to keep your local independent broadcaster functioning For more information on how you can contribute to this vital part of the Prince George Media Mix, visit our website at cfisfm.ca or give us a call at 250-563-2347.
4: The Indigenous
2: Sport, Physical Activity, and Recreation Council is accepting applications from Indigenous and not-for-profit organizations serving Indigenous youth to host a sport development camp, coaching certification course, or official's training session. These are community-based programs ranging from one or two days to multiple weeks. Applications and full details are available through ispark.ca. That's i s p a r c . c a. The application deadline for 2024 second quarter programs and events is March 31st. Your Prince George Public Library invites you to join them in celebrating the presentation of the Gene Clark Local History Awards on February 25th. The 39th Annual Gene Clark Awards will be presented for outstanding contributions to local history in the categories of publication and service. Seating is limited, so please RSVP to 250-563-9251 by February 16th. The Gene Clark Local History Awards presentation, February 25th from 1 to 3 at the downtown branch of your public library. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, mainly cloudy, a 40% chance of showers late this afternoon. Wind from the southeast at 30k, gusting to 50, a high of 12. Tonight, mainly cloudy, the 60% chance of showers, gusting southeast winds continuing, a low of 9. On Tuesday, mainly sunny, gusting south winds becoming light in the afternoon with a
0: high of 5. Bringing you the voices of our community. This is Community Echoes on ninety three point one CFIS FM.
1: I am Wayne Hughes. I'm here with Kim Gucci. Uh, you are definitely listening to Community Echoes. We were discussing, um, uh, well, we were discussing a number of things. What I'm interested in is your art. Now, you're not only an artist but a musician as well. Now, I'm just curious. What is this, what's
3: your inspiration? Do you have a muse? I. It's my life my culture, my story, everything that i create has been a part of my journey. and i used to think that when i would when i would talk about where a song comes from, i would sort of do this upward direction towards like the sky and i would say it would just come out out of the sky and into me and flow out of me, but really it's the other way around. it's oh. already in me. so it's like a part of who i am. it's a part of my ancestral memory. It's a part of my um, it's a part of my DNA. It's a part of the way my ancestors walked in the world and I have and those blood memories come out here and there. Oh. And I'm very aware of that. Blood memories? Blood memory. We Elaborate. all have Elaborate. it. Elaborate. We all have it. You know, like we have within us, and I mentioned it right off the hop, like our ancestors. They they they're a part of every single one of us every single day because their our DNA is their DNA. And so if you if you're walking in the world and all of a sudden you have this and I believe this. I'm I'm not no scientist or any anything, but I believe that when we have those moments of where we're just like oh, wow, this happened to me before.
1: Well, you know, the funny thing is science kind of backs you up. Probably there's it does. a theory that talks about how memories are stored in your DNA. Mm-hmm, exactly. And that, that can be passed down from generation to generation. So you know it. Yes. Well, it, you you know it. Again, I find very interesting that indigenous culture knew this 3,000 years ago, and science has just figured it out now. Mm-hmm. It, that's, that's, you know, I find that really fascinating. So, again, I was talking about your music. Now, um, is there a particular genre you stick to? or? Well, I... What would you classify yourself as?
3: That's a hard one. <laughs> Kim Gucci. <laughs> uh, a, a fusion of folk roots and like traditional like indigenous sounds. Like folk and say chanting or oh. indigenous roots. Let's say indigenous roots. Oh.
1: So you've invented
3: a new indigenous genre. Indigenous folk roots. So you've invented no, a new genre of music? I have not. I have not. I've I've seen it written somewhere, and I think if I was to fit in any category, it would be indigenous folk roots. Okay. And sometimes people say there's a little bit of country sound in there, and I don't really hear it or feel it. But I definitely that was my my first experience with music was was country because my my late father was a musician, and he would often have bands, and they'd come, and they would be practicing, and then I'd be going to gigs, and that's where I started singing, actually. I started singing with my dad, and he'd be, have, like, I remember there was a coffee house in the basement of the old McDonald Hotel, and I think I might have been about five or six years old, and I remember sitting up on a stool and singing with my dad and and my brother, and, oh. yeah, so I've just been singing for a long time, oh, and back cool. then, though, I couldn't actually sing very well. Oh. I would be singing... And just feeling like I was so good at it and all of a sudden <laughs> I would lose I I would fall out of key. But then I'd find myself back somehow. And my dad never kicked me off the stage, so
1: Oh well he was uh, a good man.
3: Yeah. And then I just kept going, never stopped.
1: Well see I play with a, a group well, we were a group until we broke up, but I still play with a buddy of mine and I, I sing. So I appreciate how hard it is to sing
3: it's practice uh, and it's, it's, it's training because what well I ended is. up doing was I ended up training my ear so that I would not sing out of key anymore but I had some really mentors that were really hard on me but there was a gap I lied when I said I, c- I c- never stopped I was just joking well you didn't stop fib. you just I didn't I said and I didn't I've, lie, I've you never stopped but I did stop for a spell because when I was 16 years old there was a, a coffee house at the basement of the Knox United Church and um And then um, I decided, well, I was going to go there and I was going to sing a song. And my brother was playing guitar for me. And I was singing a song. And my my boyfriend at the time, I was 16 years old, was in the audience. And I, I was just anticipating this one part of the song where I often, because I knew I was singing out of key. But I just couldn't, my ear was not trained for that particular sound. Right. Or octave or something. Anyways, I was so embarrassed. I stopped singing. Oh. My ego got a hold of me. And I never sang until I was... That was... Six, I was 16. I never sang again in a public place or anything until I was in my early 20s oh. when I was a young mom and I was living up in Moberly Lake and there was this talent show out at um, in Fort Nelson for their treaty days. And the tickets, the prize was two tickets to see Dwight Yoakam. Oh. And I was like, okay, there's some motivation <laughs> yeah. So true. I practiced the heck out of these two songs on cassette tape. One of them I remember was Delta Dawn. I don't remember what the other song was cuz I had to have a backup song. And I tied for first place with these two jingle dress dancers from Hobima. These two little girls. Oh
1: yeah, I have friends of mine that do the grass dancing, jingle yeah? dancing and It's so beautiful.
3: So they took, there yes. was a $200 prize plus the two tickets to Dwight Yoakam. That was the first place. So they took the $200 because they didn't know who the heck Dwight Yoakam was. And I went and saw Dwight Yoakam. And then I just kept singing. And karaoke was a big deal back then. So right. I would always be at tar- karaoke playing pool and singing and yeah. whatnot up in Chetwin. And then um, then I got fell in love with live music, like playing live with having accompaniment and nice. having that freedom to just, Sing in a different, you know, n- way and not right, stuck and to it. Right, kind of add
1: your own um, um, exactly flair to it.
3: Yeah. yeah, switch it up a little bit, sing in a different key, whatever. And and then I and then I think since then I've never looked back. And I taught myself how to play guitar because I got, you know, I would have boyfriends that would play guitar and then we'd break up and then I couldn't sing anymore because I didn't have a guitar player so <laughs> I just taught myself how to play a guitar there you go
1: you can replace men with guitars there's a tip <laughs> out there just learn to play guitar <laughs> you don't need men anymore
3: and oh my gosh my career has just so are flourished. you playing anywhere we're, we're
1: unfortunately running out of time you're fascinating Kim Thanks. your life is absolutely fascinating um, I've
3: just told you a little bit
1: yeah well we, we will have <laughs> to have you on again
3: I, I'm not I'm, hmm, what am I doing I, I've been playing lots of school shows I I plan the schools here um quite a bit. I've did well okay. I don't know. Got a bunch of school shows coming up. And but publicly it's kind of interesting because I don't I oh there's a, there's something coming up in May here. There's some sort of a festival coming up. Okay. Through the um Community Arts Council's putting it on with Danny Bell. Oh, okay. And um so that's coming up and I'm also doing the opening ceremonies of the Paranordic... um World Championships. Oh, nice. I'm actually composing a song for it. So.
1: And I was going to say, you, what you do is generally originals? Yes. Okay. The odd cover?
3: The odd cover. Okay. Odd cover.
1: Lucinda Williams. Love her. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for Kim. Like I said, we've got to have you on again. I think you're absolutely fascinating. Um, we're going to go to a quick break. And
5: when I get come back, I have Brian Stanley and Penny Jones. Golden Age Socials are back for another season. Once a month through March, the City of Prince George and your Council of Seniors and a host organization provide tea, coffee, snacks, table prizes, and decorations at the Civic Center for those 50 and older to enjoy an afternoon out of social interaction with other seniors. It's a great break for your well-being and mental health.
2: The next Golden Age Social from your Prince George Council of Seniors and the City of Prince George is 2 o'clock Monday, February 12th at the Civic Center
5: storage RCMP are investigating a shooting incident which occurred in the 32nd 100 block of Torpey Road around 1 a.m. on January 12th. This is believed to be a targeted event with no increased risk to the general public. If you witnessed the event, have video or dash cam footage, or noticed anything suspicious in the Torpey Road area at the time of the event, you are asked to contact the RCMP by calling their non-emergency line at 250-561-3300.
2: Heritage Week is February 19th to 25th and your Prince George Public Library is hosting a pair of author talks to celebrate. On Wednesday, February 21st, author of Artist's Sketches, A History of the Forest Industry in Prince George and Area, Larry Merritt, will speak. And on Thursday, February 22nd, it will be Jonathan Swinger, author of The Notorious Georges. Heritage Week author talks from Larry Merritt and Jonathan Swinger, 6 o'clock February 21st and 22nd at the downtown branch of your Prince George
0: Public Library. You're listening to Community Echoes on 93.1 CFIS-FM. I have with me Brian Stanley and Penny Jones,
1: and they're here to talk to us about Alzheimer's Awareness Month. Or is it week? Month. 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 Alzheimer's. uh, Welcome.
4: Thank you very much.
1: Um, So what do we, we, I mean, uh, I I can appreciate that Alzheimer's is um, a pretty prevalent condition. Mm -hmm. Um, What is it we need to know, what is it we need to do to help? those that are involved with alzheimer's
4: well first off i was diagnosed with alzheimer's disease in march of 2022 and uh so and it's been a i think mainly the the main thing that uh, that we just want to make sure that people understand that we're still out there we're still and we're still contributing to the community and we're still contributing in positive ways and uh but uh our story is that uh, it's, it's a family effort Okay. And yeah.
1: So uh, I'm just let's go back to the diagnosis itself. First mm-hmm. of all, maybe uh, you know, I always like to know a little bit about the person. Okay. As well. Okay. Uh, what are are you from Prince George? Yes. Um yes. what did you do for a living? I was
4: uh, I was an educationist. Well, I've spent my entire professional life working with people with developmental delays, uh okay. men- mental health issues, uh learning difficulties uh for a variety of agencies in town, but the last place I was at for last twelve years, was at the school district okay. at Duchess Park, particularly, and uh, and uh, and I've uh, you know Penny and I we've been a couple for nearly twenty five years as much as she uh, will <laughs> uh, admit it. Admit it, <laughs> uh, and, and we have four great children and two grandchildren, and we've uh, lived you know I've I've born and raised here. I'm fifty eight years old, and okay, yeah.
1: Now, do you think though, uh, with your experience with mental health? Uh, that that has added a, a different perspective for you dealing with the Alzheimer's itself.
4: When I think probably, uh, like my, my my experience with mental health is is much less than pennies. Uh, but my working with people with uh, with uh, uh, delays and assistance, people who need assistance, that's helped. My I think um, uh, I, I think I, I it, it allows me to be a little more empathetic, a little more uh, like. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Yep. Uh, I'm, I, 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 seem, I seem, I think I might get it a little more, like, because, like, I, we've been dealing with stigma. That's the big word. I've been dealing with stigma for, like, with people with uh, developmental delays and learning difficulties forever. Right. And, uh, yeah, the stigma's real. Stigma. Stigma's real with this as well.
1: Uh, Exactly. So I'm just curious, what do you f- what have you found? And Penny, you can jump in here too. Okay. <laughs> uh, what have you found to be the greatest barriers when it comes to dealing with Alzheimer's beyond the obvious uh, cognitive? Why would you okay. think? Um, so Brian was diagnosed at
6: 56. Okay. So a lot of times people don't realize. That people that young get Alzheimer's, as well as they don't realize early stage. So they okay. hear that word and they go to the nth degree. Of course, uh, that Brian then is not able to speak for himself or advocate for himself, or they speak to me. Uh, yes, you know. So we deal with that quite a bit. Uh, simply like when we go places, they say, "Oh, who are you caring for?" And Brian's like, "No, I'm the one diagnosed, hmm. simply by his age." So that that's a stigma itself. And then people speaking not directly to Brian, we find yes. that a lot. So yeah. you see Brian has notes in front of him, so he prepares <laughs> as best he can to speak for himself. I do, too. Yeah, yeah, me, too. <laughs> me, too, yeah. But I was going to s- mention that, you know, Brian was very resistant to me suggesting something was wrong. Very uh, much. You know, repeatedly, yeah. where's the light switch? And I'm initially very compassionate, going the same place it's been with the same 20 years. What the hell's wrong with you? Mm. Uh, and those kind of things kept happening. I said, something's wrong, and Brian's like, no, there's not. No, there's not. And Brian's an old jock. So we thought it was a concussion syndrome, uh, but it's not. No Alzheimer's in the family. So that's another message is that this was out the blue for us. We were blindsided. Sure. Because if it's in your family, at least then it's on your radar. This was not in our radar at all, eh, Brian?
4: No, no, not at all. Uh, Like like Penny said, I was was more expecting it to be something along like uh, the... the, um, you know, like a concussion syndrome or something. That's right. what, where I was going. That's where I thought once we start, Penny's right. The resistance, my resistance to her to get testing was huge. Okay. Like I don't want to talk about it. You're wrong. You know, and other things that I would never say out loud,
5: <laughs> but I
4: wasn't, I wasn't at all uh, receptive to the idea. And then, and I think the turning point was, and I hope I'm not repeating, but, uh, we take first aid, to, uh, Classes for, for certification for our jobs every couple of years. Okay, yeah. And usually it's just like, oh, it's a no sweat. You go in, you write it, done. You don't even have to take the course, but it's nice to do the course. Right. Well, this particular, and then that was March 2021, after months, literally months of Penny saying, get checked, something's wrong, and me resisting, I come out and I was... Uh, I've, I've done this test many, many times, and uh, I was um, floored at how I couldn't retain a single thing. Wow. And, uh, and thank goodness the, the, the lady who was our instructor got me through with an oral test, and it was just like, I'm going, holy jeez. And then I w- went outside, and then so I, asked, I said, told Penny what had happened, and she, uh, she sort of like, yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> a bit like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: horrible if you'd
6: be right. <laughs> I know I'm, well, I'm so used to it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is horrible well. to be right. But we thought there was something fixable. And up until yes. um, recently, the lumbar puncture this year confirms there's amyloids in the brain, which causes the protein plaques for Brian. So okay. it's an absolute diagnosis of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. So up until then you were hopeful, you know, yep. something toxic, missing, missing a vitamin. Yep. You were hoping it was fixable. And, right?
4: and, and even, even though we had, I had this, uh, um, episode moment at the um at the first aid it still took me from march until august to to ba- basi- well to basically courage up and go to the doctor and uh find out and my gp has was absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. uh he immediately almost in the was it not then the same day or did i have to go back i think it might have the been the second same. visit second visit we did something called the mocha test which is a quick um a quick very short uh memory test okay and, th- and that's the one that's getting a lot of play in it uh, right now where oh well he told me five words and right five words and then uh other questions and then come back and 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 he says i'm going to tell you i'll give you five words i'm going to ask you some more questions but then i'm going to come back to the five words and i and then he got to the five words and i went what five words <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well and i got maybe one or two
1: yeah, I think that's gotten famous from yes. some ex-president some, in the United States. Some guy States. down there, yeah. Anyway, yeah. we got to go to a quick break. When we come back, I want to ask maybe both of you, um, what were the initial symptoms that made you feel that... I know that Benny's came earlier than yours, but ask you what, how you felt or what, what was going on with you at the early stages of Alzheimer's.
2: The exhibition spaces at Two Rivers Gallery are currently closed as they prepare for their next display, Knock Knock, Art, Humor, and Meaning. Be on hand Thursday evening for the opening night reception of the new exhibit featuring an artist talk by Brendan Lee Satish Tang. Using humor to pave the way to tackle issues of identity, environment, and other important concerns. Knock, Knock, Art, Humor, and Meaning will be on display from February 2nd through April 7th. Don't miss opening night Thursday evening at Two Rivers Gallery. Art can be a powerful tool for health and wellness. In Art for Wellness at Two Rivers Gallery, you'll learn therapeutic art skills to practice personal wellness and creative expression over eight sessions Saturday afternoons. You'll also be given a take-home art kit with everything you need to continue exploring with pencil drawing, watercolor, sculpture, and journaling. Registration and full details are available through the gallery. Art for Wellness, the next eight Saturday afternoons from 1
0: to 3 at Two Rivers Gallery. The Reading Buddies program is back at your Prince George Public Library. Little Buddies, from kindergarten to grade 3, choose books and enjoy time reading with Big Buddies from the library's Teen Volunteer Program. Little Buddies will be matched with Big Buddies on a first-come, first-served basis. Reading Buddies is a free, monthly drop-in program. There are four half-hour sessions starting at 11. The next Reading Buddies session will be February 24th at the downtown branch of your Prince George Public Library.
2: Forecast from Environment Canada for today, mainly cloudy. A 40% chance of showers late this afternoon. Wind from the southeast at 30K gusting to 50, a high of 12. Tonight, mainly cloudy, the 60% chance of showers. Gusting southeast winds continuing, a low of 9. On Tuesday, mainly sunny. Gusting south winds becoming light in the afternoon
0: with a high of 5. This is Community Echoes on 93.1 CFIS-FM.
1: I'm with Brian Stanley and Penny Jones, and we are discussing, well, we're discussing Alzheimer's, but they're also here to promote Alzheimer's Awareness Month. And I think maybe your experience, Brian, will help make people aware of Alzheimer's. Uh, just before the break, I wanted to talk to you about um, the symptoms of Alzheimer's. Uh, what was the experience that you were going through, as opposed to Penny? It seems that, uh, Penny, you you had a, a, an inkling that there was something wrong oh, much earlier than Brian.
6: Yeah. I think two points is one is I know Brian so well. Okay. So when things changed I was able to quickly recognize that. Uh, plus I'm a registered psychiatric nurse so I've done this work. Okay. Uh, so it's I think those two full things uh helped us to get in there early once Brian was able
1: to allow me to help. Okay. So uh, on your perspective Penny what what were the th- what was happening that made you think of twice about what was
6: going on and um, Brian's always been more uh, an academic person than a practical person okay. I'm the practical person uh, and I don't know anything about literature or history or stuff that's useless to me in my world okay and he has no idea where we do our banking or stuff like that
1: always I identify never. with Brian yes <laughs> so,
6: so that became worse where he didn't know general day-to-day things or uh, we've been there before, or an example is we need to go to BCA. We spent half an hour looking for it on Victoria Street with me saying it moved. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. But let it go, let it go, right? I just let it go. Because,
1: okay, I mean, they're, they're, uh, day-to-day people forget things or they get uh, focused on other things and make those little mistakes. But there must have been an epiphany for you.
6: Um, it just was too much. It wasn't him. Um, also, shutting down is not him. We've always shared everything. Spending more time. like we, We're a very close couple. We spent a lot of time together. Uh, spending more time on his own. His sleep pattern started to go. His stress tolerance. So... In our 25 years, Brian gets mad at me. He goes, oh, pen. And I'm like, don't speak to me like that. Uh, Then he swore at me for the first time ever, to which I was out the chair taking down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Six foot four power lifter, and I was ready to take him down. Uh, (laughs) But I have to say to myself, that's illness. That's not my Brian talking to me. Of course. So that's something that we have code words. So when we're out in public or Brian's getting stressed in a situation, I need a coffee no you just have I need a coffee so yeah. he goes to get me a coffee yeah. in home he'll say I need to look at something on the internet so we know we need to down yeah. it like your yeah. Christmas day is yeah. big those types of things okay so that stress tolerance uh, is changing uh, for Brian and of course um, as the disease progresses um, I'll lose Brian moment by moment by moment okay uh, um, because with early onset Alzheimer's it uh, damages the lifespan dramatically yeah. oh dear so your lifespan after diagnosis is usually
4: it, the stats we've, we've seen are uh, are consistent with three to three to nine years three to 11 years
1: so are there treatments
4: there there are there are you there are medications i'm on a medication that will slow the progression down but because it is a progressive disease uh, there's no cure okay there's no cure right now Right now, yeah, and we're always hopeful, right? Yeah. And we've, we and and we we're 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 open and and have taken part in uh in 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 research that that you know so I'm uh and that that's always that's all like every any any uh, research it's ongoing and they're really smart um, ladies and gentlemen and people going <laughs> at the helm of that so I'm hoping.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, that and cancer, there are actively yep. pursuing cures to, you know, yes, develop. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly.
6: Yeah, Brian's just been involved in a, in a research study. Okay. Uh, and unfortunately, it didn't work out for him because of where his disease is. Yes. Not for far enough along, basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but Brian wants to participate in research, knowing it likely will not help his journey, yeah. but it will help the next generation journey.
4: B- right. Because, well, you know, um, someone's got to do it, right? Yeah. Um. Because you know the medication I'm on, it was tested on someone who probably didn't help, <laughs> right? And and it's like I, I just don't know any other way to do it. We've always been that way. We we try our best to help the community out. We try the best to help the jet, you know. And it's my small part. To yeah.
6: And that that's the the slogan for the month is living life to the fullest. Yeah. Right. So despite diagnosis, if you like, Brian's still driving. So people are always shocked at yes. That. Yes. Yeah, still what's driving. What's your line? Oh, uh, yeah. The doctor said about taking <laughs> Brian's license. And I said, it's the same crappy driver he's been for 20 years. I don't know what the
1: difference Yeah,
4: he forgets is. <laughs> to signal anyway. Right. So yeah. Uh, yeah. what's the difference? Yeah. And, and and with that living life to the fullest, uh, I've uh, I've always been, we've always been active. Right. And, uh, but we decided that, and I, I'm so, you know, I'm absolutely the luckiest guy there is because I've got a family, you know, this Penny and, and uh, my kids. Uh, who who are bending over backwards to make sure that I get a chance to do uh things I wanna do. Mm-hmm. I mean the biggest the big and I mean like now people are probably gonna be sick of this hearing about it, but the uh I uh uh after diagnosis really soon after, like I mean minutes after it's like so what do you want to do? Well you know what I wanna do. I've wanted to go to wrestle in a wrestling tournament in Las Vegas for uh, for a long time and it's uh, like an old timers tournament right and uh, basically so okay well no penny there wasn't even an okay it's good do it so then I had uh, Penny the kids my extended family all all involved and uh, we I ended up going had a, had a, in April of 2023 uh, after five or six months of training six hours a day. Oh, it was a blast, and and uh, and I I I don't have a medal to show for it, but I do have a, a, a you know the the my 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 older, my older sister uh, who put together this amazing uh, chronicle like a, a book. Oh, nice! Like a what kind a of scrapbook. No proper, no properly bound the whole. Oh, it was oh, a oh, a wonderful, okay. yeah. Nice. And and I just you know I I smile because all the it was an amazing experience
1: you know it's there's an irony there that when you get in touch with your um, mortality mm-hmm. is when you start living
4: yeah and we've always th- and then that's something And that we've i think we've all we've lived our lives to the fullest for like yes we have to we have to prioritize and yes we put things off but we gen we have a i think a pretty damn good life a pretty good da- damn good lifestyle we always have we, 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 we're a family. We uh, do things as a family and uh, extended family, way extended family. Uh, but that's just who we are.
1: All right, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, maybe we'll talk about future.
2: Learn how to write grants for your artistic endeavors during grant writing for artists February 20th and 27th at Studio 2880. Bring a pen and paper to find out what grants are available and how to apply. Instructed by Shelby Richardson, registration and full details for this specially priced workshop are available through the Arts North link at Studio2880.com. Grant writing for artists Tuesday, February 20th and 27th from 6 to 8.30 at Studio 2880. Miracle Theatre's next show is a comedy of tenors by Ken Ludwig, starting March 13th. Shows are Tuesday through Saturday at 7.30, with Saturday and Sunday matinees at 2. Tickets are just $37.50, available at Books and Company, or order by phone at 250-563-6637. Written by Tony Award-winning playwright Ken Ludwig, A Comedy of Tenors is a comedic treasure not to be missed. A Comedy of Tenors by Ken Ludwig, starting March 13th at Artspace, a Miracle Theatre presentation. Your community, your call. Report crime anonymously, 24/7, 365 days
6: a year, by calling Northern BC Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-8477 or online at northernbccrimestoppers.ca. Our next Community Shredded event is Saturday, April 27th, from 10 till 2 at the PGSS parking lot. Shred your personal documents safely and securely with a $10 donation per bag or box. To keep up
0: to date, follow on Facebook, Instagram, or Northern BC Crime this is Community Echoes on 93.1 CFIS-FM.
1: I'm here with Brian Stanley and Penny Jones. We are talking about Alzheimer's. They're here to promote awareness of Alzheimer's. As Is it February is Alzheimer's Month?
4: January. January. Yeah, we're, we're just, oh, we're so we're in the, the midst
1: of yeah. Alzheimer's Month. You know, off uh, air we were talking and... Um, one of the aspects of this condition is that you changed, you, Penny, you had to change your lifestyle. Yeah, well, our whole family had to yeah. change. Um, so Brian,
6: uh, we did a lot of conversations, but we got Brian out of work before dignity was lost because he was starting to get a little confused in yeah. the hallways and okay. struggling at work. And that's the problem. If you don't get it early enough, then people lose dignity and dignity is the priority. Um, I was traveling on eight days every two weeks into remote indigenous communities. Uh, so I decided not to do that. Okay. Um, so I came home and took jobs in Prince George, sure. so I could be with Brian because we want every moment together because we have not a time limit, but we don't know how long we yep, have quality, how long Brian will be competent present, right Right. so we have we have a list. So Brian's done Las Vegas, check, done. He's competed. He's now taken up running, so he's got the Iceman coming up. Okay, Uh, already done two five k runs. We've never been able to travel much because we raised four children and both worked full time. So our retirement plan was to travel and actually spend time together. Right, but that's altered now, of course, because we're not sure
4: what our future holds. Yeah, Yeah. right. I think that's that's the the biggest um, fear that uh, I have is is that uncertainty like because like anytime I say this people always well you know nobody's guaranteed of anything that's true but if if um, this disease progresses at such an uneven rate uh, there and thing is once you there's no remission right from what I understand there's not not a really a remission like uh, you'll have good days and bad days but those bad days become more and more often and regular and uh we're seeing that a little we're seeing that a little like i'll uh, uh i have this uh feeling that um like right now like i was feeling pretty good today and at, at this point exactly this point i'm gonna get vague okay like i know what i'm doing i know where we're at i know all that but there it's, it's really Difficult to k- ha- be crystal clear and focused. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's where I'm at right now. And and uh, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine unless I would have said it. I don't know if you, you would have noticed. But it's it's Penny probably she's squeezing my hand, so she probably noticed. No, <laughs> I didn't, no, I didn't <laughs> no, notice at all. You're not staring off into the so, so distance or so anything. No, no, but that that's I think the worst part about it. And and our and we both say um, that. My biggest fear is that I'm going to be a huge burden to her and the family in the future. And I don't know if um, that's something that I try not to think about because that's the the hardest part.
1: Well, you know, worrying about it won't change it. No. No. And so we have, there is no future, and there is no. no past. I no. mean, we only have the moment today exactly. that is right now. Yep. Yep. And again, like I said prior, it's once we've faced our mortality, yep. uh, we tend to be able to focus on that a little bit more clearly. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, you'll love the people you'll love, mm-hmm. and you'll, you know, you're able to express that. Um, a lot of people go through life not, not living, not doing the things they want to do, not expressing themselves to the people mm-hmm. that they love and then passing away without ever having to no. do that maybe on oh no, as a golden or a silver lining that it's given you the opportunity for that perspective well
4: again yes yes but i instead of having to do that i i we, we've been lucky that's how we live our lives anyways we oh, always wow. have and so we just build on that yep. and so like ever when we're open uh I, I i took the first week is when i uh i think i phoned all of my nephews and nieces and i talked to all my kids separately and um expressed in c- in case there's not a chance in the future to to how i felt about them right and oh man that was that was that was a hard one but um you know um they know i i, I don't have any worries about people not knowing so
6: and it's really hard because brian you know, took that initiative to make sure he engaged with everybody important in his life. Right. And to let them know. And there was a lot of disbelief. Yeah. So months go by and then you've got people saying, what's wrong with Brian? I said, yeah <laughs> I know what's wrong. But now that they're starting to see it. Yeah. Because before, because we're so close, I could see it early. But now the people around him, like his best friend just had this big heart to heart because he can actually see it now. Right. You're not the same guy that you were. So now that it's in people's face a bit more, now they believe. Yeah. Right. No. So I think that's kind of another form of denial, but also some of the stigma that's
1: represented is you seem fine.
4: You seem fine.
1: Right, mm-hmm. and i you must get tired of having to fight to tell people I that you're sick. I <laughs> don't
4: get tired because I don't. I don't fight. Okay. I, in fact, I, I I don't embrace it. I don't like it. I don't. I I, uh, you know, I don't like this at all. I, I I'd rather be on here talking about sports with course, you or of movies, Of course. but. Uh, but this is what, this is, these are the cards the family has been dealt and I'm just trying to do my best to make sure that anybody out there who may think that they're going through some of the early stages or they don't know what's going on, two things, see your doctor, see your doctor, or, and if it's a loved one, see your doctor and, and contact the BC Alzheimer's Society and the dementia helpline that those are amazing resources okay
1: so just as a note we only have a couple of minutes Mm -hmm. left Uh, we i don't know if we addressed it earlier maybe tell some of our (laughs) listeners about uh your personal your experience what what that that feeling of of i don't know vagueness that you described earlier
4: oh perfect perfect um so so i'll remember so so like i was i use the same thing uh Right now, I'm, I'm here. I'm present. I'm there. I, I'm. I'm all, I think I'm on it. If someone says, "Oh, I heard you on the radio yesterday uh, on, during the afternoon show," I'll say, "By tomorrow, I might. I'll remember a lot of what has happened, mm-hmm. but specific things, I might forget. And then, as the week goes on, probably in about a week's time, uh, I'll have remembered being here, remember the positive, positive nature or the negative nature, whatever nature came out." And that's and uh, but I won't remember the s- specifics. I might not remember your name, but I will have remembered uh being here and uh and that's how it is with conversations that's how it is with uh with interactions with anybody that's how it is with tasks going to the gym whatever uh, i I remember being there I know I was there i re- but and and then that and that gets frustrating because those eventually fade too okay yeah, now what
1: about words do you struggle with lots. coming up
4: with words? I you I I I took I took on Q I took great pride in in um in, in my in my uh grammar I had a, I think a quite a large vocabulary poetry and it, writing yeah, and and I you know that's something I don't speak very well but I can I can I I know I have a good vocabulary uh however that becomes more challenging like I'm grasping for words words that I new and and again for I, we I, we were told that for people with normal vocabularies or or whatever m- mine is still fairly good okay but i that's not your moment. norm. not not normal not it's norm. not the norm
1: okay we're i've we've run out of time i just want to say brian thank you very much for coming no, on welcome. air and you're uh welcome. sharing your experience My i pleasure. mean um, it, it, I, I feel terrible that, that this is happening oh. to you, but oh, I certainly uh, honor you for coming on and, and, and you, taking this opportunity to share with other people, going into studies to maybe make the future better. And who knows? Who knows? We don't know.
0: You've been listening to Community Echoes on 93one CFISFM. Community Echoes is produced by Wayne Hughes with technical assistance from Jimmy May. Listen for a rebroadcast of today's program tonight at 9. For past shows, check out the archives link at cfisfm.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca.